this is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy, or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send him home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. This is episode 77 of the Break 80 podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the pod on Apple, Spotify, Substack, which also has our weekly newsletter articles. Much appreciated as that helps us on many levels. Well, Stout's here tonight, joined by the other two-thirds of the Break 80 crew, Mike and Tim. I guess it feels good to say this. It's December here in Minnesota, and we have December golf. I know there was a text chain going around today trying to get tea times this week although i will say at this moment i do see some some uh some white stuff on the ground but that'll be gone soon can you believe it 50, 50, yeah, 40, upper 40s 50 degrees maybe crazy for minnesota but really light wind too i was i was thinking it's going to be 20 30 miles an hour with the warm front i have played in every month except january so in minnesota you, it's happened before you can play in february sometimes if we don't have a lot of snow cover and Early in the winter, you get usually get an earlier spring if we don't get any crazy storms. So that's sweet for people out there that are playing. I know if you're listening to the pod, I'm sure by the time you hear it, you're probably too late to get a tea time. But what is it? It's uh, Tim knows what is it? We got Creeks Band and and Refuge, and where else is open? Montgomery, Riverwood, and Emerald yeah, are uh, are all open for Thursday golf now. Tea times are already incredibly hard to come by. So best of luck out there, folks. Yeah, best of luck. You get a chance to maybe play some unique December golf. It'll, be like, it'll, it'll be like having the ball roll back. It'll be like the universe of ball <laughs> rollbacks. It won't go anywhere. Exactly. Or bouncing up to the green. Tim the other day. <laughs> <laughs> My practicing golf is the best. No, Riviera. Riviera pumped a big 87. <laughs> um. Could not. The first two holes we were playing so far up because it's like a league thing. The first two holes are par fives, and I had pitching wedge into both. One thirty, parred them both, and it was off to the races for a rough for a rough round. You see, this is this is how I get my victory number up before uh, the new season comes. Oh yeah, right here, spring of twenty twenty four. It's going to be all squared up by then on sim golf <laughs> leagues. Oh my god, I was getting so pissed. I had like. There was so many times where I had like 50 or 60 yards and I know how they had a 50 or 60 yard shot. And every single time without question, it was like 20 yards over the green. I kept flying it over greens every time. Then I couldn't get up and down because Riviera's greens are pretty sloped and stuff. So it was just a disaster. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I mean, I'll play some simulator golf, but I'm really taking a step back from, from playing a ton of winter stuff. So we'll see how that pans out for my scores in the spring, but, well, you know, we kind of uh, we took last week off. You know, not much going on in the golf world and, and everything. But I got to say, news has been kind of hot lately. You know, there's a lot, you know, a little bit of a news here to talk about. Um, you know, from from Tiger's back to to you mentioned Mike the rollback. Um, you know, just pro golf in general. Where are we going? I think I just kind of want to start with that. Like I'm, I'm to the point. Like I'm not sure what pro, pro golf is going to become. I mean. We see, we seem like we're in the space of just super, you know, money hungry and power tripping moves from different sides, and all this kind of fight back and forth is leaving the consumer, the fan, kind of left out to dry as we're getting now dispersed, you know, fields where it's like, you know, you got some good top players and then not much middle ground and, and watered down fields, and you got, you know, now we're looking at Rom potentially leaving and joining live and I got nothing, you know, whatever lives, what it is, but I don't find that on the, my, my television regularly. So that'd be another guy that, you know, it's just, it's getting to a point where, and, and this is the real truth. I mean, it's, it's all about majors and that's kind of before I, I, I had this feeling that golf is about, I love that. It's about, you know, history. And I, and I was listening to the, to no laying up and just hearing stories from Lee Trevino was so, so fun to hear, you know, the stories on tour and it's like, you know, we're kind of getting away from that. And it's like, it is all about the money. And most businesses are, but 
there's got to be some more to it than that. There's got to be some feeling. And I feel like I'm losing. I that. think we have to draw. We need to draw an analogy, right? Because I think to a lot of people, they see golf in the same way they might see NFL football. And you expect this huge production with your best players out every single Sunday. When I think equating this to more like a baseball season, it's long, it's arduous. Some of the, you know, some of the time you're not putting your best pitcher out there to throw. Sometimes you're up against a, a team that's not doing very, very good in the league. And you know, you're almost insured of a, a victory if you show up. Um, and I, I think that our expectations need to start to change, especially with Liv not not going anywhere. They're, they're going to be a fixture for the next few years, at least, that we're going to see a lot of our best golf come majors, um, come live elevated events, come PGA Tour elevated events. And maybe we do see viewership slip a little bit between the two. Um, but I think with the, the conversations continuing, which the PGA Tour and, and Liv did allude to, uh, it it sounds it sounds like maybe there's something on the table to bring both leagues together for the majors again and really set a a, a really good plot. Um, it'd be the first time in years that we have a legitimate since Brooks and and Reed and those guys were a part of the tour, like a legitimate villain hero story that could really emerge. So I I love the possibility of golf. I I don't I think the bifurcation if if we can bring the two leagues together jeff you're a big wrestling fan i think it's uh, what were the two is wwf and and who was the other one? wcw yeah think about when those clashed head to head on a couple of events um but it was just it was huge quick, i was gonna say like even your baseball analogy like the, the the funny thing about that the the parallel drawing to that is i don't watch baseball anymore and the reason why is because i've kind of realized that it doesn't matter until playoffs like it's really not so, like I just don't I, I stopped watching baseball like I used to watch every single Minnesota Twins game I'd come home from painting in the summer get my dinner I'd go play some basketball open gym or something I'd come home and I watch the game and now it's like I just come to realize that I, I'm not going to sit and put any time into a three-hour baseball game that doesn't mean anything until playoffs and then I watch playoff baseball and it'd be the same with with golf and it's like I like watching golf because I still play it, so I guess that's part of it. I like to watch somebody that's good at it, knowing that I'm going to play it. But man, I cannot, I cannot tell you with all these, even like right now, like we've got this, you know, we got the the hero going on, and then you got this tour, and you know the the DP whatever or whatever it is going on Australia, Australian Open, whatever. It's like right. I can't, Australian Open. I can't quite keep up with all of that. Like I just can't. I, I don't have enough. I can't dedicate enough energy to figure out all these different things going on it's okay too because that doesn't have to all be for us right i think i think what the american viewer probably watched was hero and and tiger coming back and and scotty absolutely running away with it uh but for for those in asia southeast asia new zealand australia um islander nations i, I bet they were glued to the australian open because that was a fun finish as well with with yako winning yeah, that's a big one. I'll show you. It's a big one in Asia. Um, I, I'm over getting worked up about live. It's it's a thing. It's gonna be a thing. Um, I I'm very confused as to what's happening with the PIF. That was supposed to happen by the end of this calendar year. They were supposed to have that figured out, and I don't know if Rom has insider information if he's going to leave or not. Um, all I know is if, if Rom goes, that will more than likely open some floodgates for your Cantlay, Xander, and some other guys to just take the money. And then we are really left with, this is the part, this is the part that I hate. Oh, and my dog upstairs apparently hates too, as she's barking. I hate the most is you have less talent in each of them. You know, you have obviously live gains by adding players, but it's still you look at the live roster, half the guys can't win. And, and on, on a normal PGA Tour week, you're going to have less talent, less stars there. And it's going to truly be four majors. That's all anybody cares about. No one's going to give two shits about any of these other events, um, which kind of sucks because some of them were pretty good. You know, the Memorial was pretty good. The, the Players Championship, pretty good. 
Uh, there were some good fields in a lot of those events. You know, the Genesis and Bay Hill, even though I ate the golf course, always had a really good field. That's not going to happen anymore if if they don't if this PIF thing doesn't go through. Um, and it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a really, to be honest, it's a self-inflicted wound by the PGA Tour. I think Tim's onto something there. He's talking about like, you know schedules and how long like baseball full seasons the pga tour does not need to do an every week event you don't have to you know get rid of some of the smaller ones save that money for the bigger events and you might have been able to keep some of these guys around that are all about the money uh you know and no one's interested in half you know like the pga tour has plenty of data they can just look at tv ratings for some of those events like the honda classic or something and realize wow no one's watching this let's just get rid of it um but they don't, uh, you know, so two areas of opportunity there. It's been rumored that the floodgates have opened, so to speak, about possible investors for the tour, because it doesn't just have to be the Saudis. Now that folks know that they're open, there's Correct. been PE firms scratching at the heels of the tour for years. And there's a possibility of what Liv has done to maybe reformat the tour, make teams, make groups, kind of like what the Tiger League is doing and have the ability to buy franchises and start to franchise logos, apparel, what whatever it might be, tickets. Uh, and there's a good possibility to bring in a lot of money there. And and I think that PE firms would be interested in doing that if they had some sort of rights. We do need to keep smaller events, though, because uh, a lot of the guys that are, are not that first-tier group that are being excluded from these high-tier events are still trying to make a living. Correct. So we can't necessarily let the the number of events fall. Uh, and I, to get I rid of, think, you don't have to get rid of all of them. You can get you can get rid of a few here and there, right? But it's the you know it's the same idea as uh, a traditionally bad baseball team playing another traditionally bad baseball team. I mean, yeah, the viewership's not going to be high, but the guys need to go out there and get paid at the oh. end of the day. And someone someone's going to show up in the stands. Um, and there's going to be a, an organization that is is deriving some sort of income from the tournament as well. How about this? Why couldn't you have? I mean, this would take. Somebody's always going to get shit on in this scenario, obviously. Why couldn't they do something like other sports do, and have the corn fairy be kind of like major minor league baseball, where if there's no big time event that week and you got a bottom tier guy that needs to make some money and play he can drop down and play a corn fairy event that week. You know, somebody else in the bottom of the corn fairy might get bumped out, but it allows, it allows the players who need to play for a living to play, um, you know, and somebody's always gonna get bumped out obviously, but I don't know. There is a solution. There's a hero out there, guys. There is a savior for the PGA tour. There's one guy that can save the tour. Oh, thanks Mike. Not Timmy, <laughs> not Tiger. <laughs> Blocky, blocky, <laughs> blocky, <laughs> Michael Block. He's alive. I can just see the memes. He's still around, folks. He made the cut at the Australian Open T twenty seven. The wrong tour T twenty seven. He beat some of the live guys. Maybe Liv will take the money from Rom, and they'll say, you know what? Forget that. Let's give it to Blocky. He be- he beat Leishman and he beat uh, Matt Jones. So the Blocky alive and well on their home turf, nonetheless. Come on, yes. Yeah, let's go. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I, you know, it's, it'll be interesting. And I, I, I keep thinking coming back to, you know, my, my purpose of, of watching golf. And I've always liked, you know, you guys are big history buffs in, in the golf courses, right? Like who designed them? You know, I've always liked, you know, seeing how many times this person has won this tournament or, you know, like just the fun history of, of that when they show the players where better than most, better than most, you know, it's like, these are my growing up memories. Like these are my like things that I think about when it gets around a certain time of year. And it's just like, kind of just feeling that just kind of leave my peripherals here and leave, leave my soul. is like just tough to swallow. And I'm more of a feel guy. I'm not that much of a details and business and, and this and that, you know, cause those are all, big parts of this and i don't really i don't really see behind the scenes like that i just like to see like as a viewer and as a feel of what i get to you know when i hear the 
the, the player's championship song, when that comes on, the feelings that that brings me and the memories that I remember watching and who won this and, you know, who dunked it in 17 when it mattered and, and that kind of thing. And I feel like I'm, I'm going to lose a little bit of that, uh, you know, and I don't know where this is all going. I think nobody does. That's the hard part. Can't really predict it. But um, I guess with that being said, I'd like to hear your thoughts and all, you know, just going into some of the golf this week, as mentioned, the Australian Open and, and the Hero, which I didn't get a chance to watch. I would have. I was very busy. Lots of lots of big tournament this weekend coaching. But I did kind of follow scores and whatnot. And obviously one of the big things is, is the fact that Tiger Woods is back playing golf, which, you know, for our ages is monumental because we know that that's going to be at some point done too. How do you look? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I think everybody – you have all these people who are, you know, oh, look at his ball speed. He's back and all that. I mean, people need to slow down a little bit. Yeah, I think and just appreciate the fact that we get to watch Tiger more. And he he made it 72 holes and seemingly, according to him too, was felt a lot better um, now that he fused the ankle or whatever he did. Um, he, uh, he, he had to do a lot of rehab after rounds, but it sounded like from himself that he said that he felt a lot better and he, he hit it pretty decent. I mean, he he uh, he did beat the reigning U.S. Open champ. Um, yeah. But I tell you one thing about Tiger: he was absolutely fucking jacked. Do you see how big he is? He is Holy massive. Shit, it is he huge? You see the side by side pictures from like you know like years past? How much bigger he is in the upper Those body? Like Barry Bonds photos from when <laughs> he was up. <laughs> <surfers> <laughs> coming in <laughs> on the roids. I mean, his head is a lot more swollen. Body swollen. He might be. Well, I mean, oh yeah. If you think about, like, is there some sort of testing on the tour? No, there shouldn't be. Not, well, there is. Ben on is Ben. Ben on the, the physical specimen oh. that is Ben on is currently out. Ben on steroids because but, of yeah. cough medicine. But they're not because of cough medicine. Do you, do you he was on the scissor. Think the tour is gonna. If Tiger has a chance of playing events, I think the tour is gonna come in and give him the old steroid ban so he can't play. Zero, zero percent chance. None <laughs> whatsoever. I would, um, I would pay to watch him do some some sets with Bryson. He, uh, <laughs> he, would the boys. Kill, he would kill Bryson in lifting. I bet he Tiger looks so big. It was unbelievable. But, um, I think part of that's for a reason though. He can't, I mean, he can't, that's how he generates all his power. Now you watch his golf swing. He doesn't use his legs hardly at all. It's all upper body. So I'm sure he's pumped a shitload of iron to get more speed. Um, yeah, I don't know. He also was sweating profusely. Did you see how sweaty he was? It was like a Lucas Glover situation on Saturday. Well, I can't bad. imagine with a with a fused ankle, you can't run very well. Yeah, right. He's gonna he's gonna run flat footed. He's gonna walk flat footed. I can't imagine he's able to to do unless he's doing it just walking around at home. That the type of cardio that he'd traditionally be used to walking around the Bahamas in the heat and the sun all day. But nobody um, else is really sweating. Like everyone else looked like looked fine, and then Tiger was just drenched. He, <laughs> I, but he always got drenched too. I I wonder. Do you think he skips legs day? Do you think he does legs in the gym? No, of course not. <laughs> um, a true. I don't know. Model. I don't know if he ever did pre-accident pre-accidents. His legs were never very big. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he played. What did he shoot even par? I mean, it's, obviously, it's a it's a resort golf course. It isn't hard. Well, did Scotty shoot twenty under? Um, but I think all in all. I think the big thing everybody is wondering was the health and the health was way better than it was. We've seen the last couple of years anyway, where he's tried to play. So that's a, that's a big positive. Yeah. And I'd say his really, some of the short game shots we're used to seeing from tiger just weren't there. The putter wasn't there. A lot of the feel wasn't there. Yeah. Um, he's rusty. And I, he even said that himself. And that's a wonderful place to be. He didn't come in last either, which well, that's a testament. I mean, I mean, Zalatoris was negative six in strokes game putting the first day. Daddy <laughs> must have not had a shoe on or something. Oh my god! So I mean, and I, uh, granted, Zalatoris hasn't played for like nine months, but the second round he bounced back and shot like four under. Yeah. Uh, but then he went back to bat again. But he had the he had the long lab putter, the you know the the wand, the broomstick, and still was doing the crazy like hitch. In the putter, even with the long, even with the long wand, he needs the he needs the uh, direct force two one with the the ugly big one, not the little mez. The thing is, though, I think 
like before he got hurt, he had that, but his putting stats were never like egregiously like bottom, you know, like Scotty Scheffler's putting stats were way worse than Zalatoris's ever were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good to see him back out there. Um, it was also, um, I, I, I had to be a big, a big boost for Justin Thomas's confidence going into next year. Cause he played pretty well, got like third place. Uh, I think his strokes gained like approach, you know, which used to be kind of his calling card, ball striking with irons and stuff, was back towards the top, which he kind of needs because he doesn't um, drive it that straight. He doesn't putt that well. So he's got to hit, you know, pretty good shots. But so that was no, promising. Triple bogey in the first day. So, like, you, you know, yeah. that was in his Achilles heel. He can't keep the big number off. Yeah. I mean, he shot 16 under with a triple, and who else knows what he on there. But just a one, one, one more thing to circle back to Tiger. I think. In order for Tiger, I know that we want to see him play. I'm sure we have all these expectations of, oh, can he win? I think he's not going to be able to compete on these birdie fests. I mean, he's just – he's not wired that way. He's wired to to think his way around the golf course. plot around, yep. Let everybody else make mistakes. You know, he's going to – he needs to be one that's, you know, kind of like six or seven under to win, you know, somewhere in there for, for four days. Um. I think I just don't think he's he's made or built to be able to just go like these guys that see birdies and they just attack and they oh. you know they only see the pin and he's never thought that way he attacks par fives and he makes putts right that's kind of what yeah, he, he probably does he, he even if he wanted to he probably doesn't have that gear in him anymore anyway but uh, you know you look at the course I mean obviously Augusta he's got to handle the he's got to handle the walk but Pinehurst. That's a ball striker's golf course where you got to think around a little bit and hit it to some spots and things. If his ball striking gets back, you know, to where it used to be and stuff, that he could do okay at the open, I would think. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think at this point, any golf you get to watch of Tiger, everybody should cherish and just watch it and, you know, enjoy the fact that he's, we still get to watch it a little bit here and there because he's the best that's was- ever played ever played it was special it was it was to the point where i don't have cable tv and uh, i had a cash to to uh to uh applebee's gift cards late in the day <laughs> a couple days to go hit up some cable tv tiger, watch tiger woods play <laughs> tiger if you are listening and you want to come on the pod we got a huge fan he still wears the tw hats even though the logo is atrocious and he's, he's going to applebee's just for you buddy <laughs> anything for tiger right i've even got the yeah i got the red tiger polo right now i figured <laughs> I figured with this thing, it's going to be oh, uh, it's going to be a collector's item with Tiger Woods leaving Nike. Supposedly. Tiger's, very Tiger's a big ball rollback guy too. Sure. Tiger's he all about the ball rollback. The question is, does he like Applebee's waitresses? That's what I. That's what uh, I. Well, I'm pretty I, sure he likes all, he, he likes all waitresses. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so long as there's a spot for the Escalade in the parking lot, he's all about <laughs> it. Um, well, I was just going to one more thing about the hero. You know, obviously Scotty Chef. We haven't talked about the guy who actually won it, but. Um, just an impressive, cool, calm, close it out, bogey-free 68. I was a little worried about him going in. I don't know if you guys saw this on social media, but he was working on his putting, which we know is an issue. And, you know, he had his training, his putt trainer out there or whatever, like keep his putter square. And I swear he had a five-footer and he missed it by two and a half feet to the left somehow. And, I, <laughs> you know, my buddy sent me that, that video. I go, how is that possible? Like, he's still... I don't think he had to think much about his putter because he was must have been hitting the ball really well and, and rolling a few. But just like the fact that that's still in him, I think he it'll be interesting to see if he can take that next step. Because again, we all say if he does, I mean, if he can just putt normal, I mean, it's it's all. I mean, his, his ball striking was Tiger Woods esque back in the day. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he his, doesn't. His he stats doesn't... were uh, in in this last season. The only person to beat him in T to to green stats were two thousand Tiger. They Scotty Scheffler's stats were absolutely Tiger esque, and it was even commented on on Friday. His putting was excellent. Scotty had an incredible round Friday at the Hero, um, so it's it's going to be a really exciting season. But yeah, that putter is hot and cold. Scotty, just switch over to the lab. He uh, he only does he doesn't need to putt great. He only needs to putt average. If he puts average, he's tougher and hell to beat because he hits it so much better than everybody. So. I don't. I, I, it does. It is kind of mind-boggling that he can't get to average. Like for how good you know, we're talking about the number one player in the world here, and he's struggling so bad. It just shows you how hard the game is. It's a hard game. Do you think that's? Do you think that's a little bit skewed though? Right? Because 
Other oh, players are further, further. The from stroke stand the... is skewed because he hits it so yeah. much closer than everybody. It for sure. Yeah. And he's, a, he's alluded to that himself. Like it's a skewed stat. Yeah, for sure. But uh, speaking of 2000 tiger, that's when he first started about talking about the ball needs to be slowed down. He was talking about that 20, you know, in his prime 20 years ago. And now he's talking about it again. And now it's happened. What are you guys going to do in seven years? When you're playing, when you're playing the new slowed down ball and you're, and you're hitting it maybe 10, 15 yards shorter. How old are you going to be in seven years? Let's, I be, uh, I will be 49 years old. I'll have one more year to go before I can play the senior events. <laughs> and those guys better look, those guys better look out. <laughs> you know, Mike, it'll be awesome when we're 50. We can like play from the golds or not golds, but yeah, like, Tim, how, to the and Timmy's back at the blues. Tim's going to have no chance of beating me when I'm, when I'm up. Like a hundred yards on him already without even teeing off. <laughs> you know Tim's gonna try. Like you know they're gonna the rollback. I was wondering this because like all right, so in seven years they're gonna just poof. All these golf balls have been made for millions of years, or millions of golf balls have been made over the years are just gonna disappear, and they're gonna put out this new golf ball that you have to somehow tell is a rollback golf ball. Now this well, is again, you only you're only you're only gonna have to use it for like sanctioned USGA or MGA events. Are they gonna keep making them? Yeah. Oh, making making a non yeah non back ball. I doubt it. I bet you if it's if it's, if, if it's universal in seven years, you know, five years is when the is when the USGA and the RNA for the you know at least as of right now for the you know the US Open and the Open that's in five years they have to use that rolled back ball, and then seven years is is universal. I can't imagine why it, it doesn't seem like a good business practice unless they find that just nobody wants to do it. Why would you put all the time and money into making a ball that isn't legal on, on, a, on a universal? Like I would assume they would just put everything into pl- making rolled back balls. I don't know. It's marketing right now. Well, marketing is, Oh, so-and-so just won with this ball playing this ball. Right. That's there is, there's oh, historical context to this guy. Pro V whatever X, you there's, know, he plays a, Taylor, I mean, that's just kind of how they market it now. Well, I mean, so there's, is... there's historical context to this. Exactly what's happening now we had throughout the, the 1900s. So in, in 1932, the USGA announced a, a minimum diameter for the golf ball of 1.68 inches. The RNA kept their 1.62 inch diameter golf ball up until the like the 90s. And that slightly smaller, that point. 0.06 inches of diameter equated to 20 yards extra for the Europeans. It also was a much better ball in the wind because it was slightly smaller and they made two different golf balls. Now there was competing companies over there versus over here. You had to do a ball switch when you left. And I, I know I'm, I'm talking about two different places in the world, um, but they had different ball manufacturers for each side of the pond, depending on which rule as you were under eventually dog swallowed by the american golf ball but they absolutely were making multiple balls and i could see that here you know you've got these you've got these one-off distance balls that are already illegal or you've got these golf balls that are supposed to fly straighter based on uh, a certain dimple pattern um and there could be this kind of third market of golf balls that are the old compression balls that had to be thrown away by the big makers the titleists the the bridgestones um well, and maybe they get filled by a third party that that makes the normal our normal compression golf ball. The the golf ball manufacturers have come out have come out against this. They don't want to do this. Um, and you think about Titleist. This has to suck for Titleist because they easily have the market share with the Pro V One. They're the most you know used ball by a mile. And now if 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 everybody gets, has to start over on this new ball, maybe they won't be anymore. So I'm assuming they're against it. Um, But I don't know. Here's a good quote from Michael Breed. So I just saw this today. He's talking about this, the way they test these golf balls. And he said, and if you don't know who Michael Breed is, he's got the new breed of golf on the golf channel. He was the assistant pro at Augusta. You know, he knows his stuff. He said the Titleist professional golf ball from 1995 with the testing standard of 125 mile per, mile per hour club at speed will not pass the proposed rollback standards. It will travel too far. 
So a 95 professional, you know how much shorter that ball is than a, than a pro V one. It is crazy shorter. Like it's, so I don't know what's we don't, the thing is it's not worth getting worked up for. Cause I don't think anybody knows what the hell is going on. Nobody knows how it's going to be and how it's going to play out. All we know is it's going to be shorter. You're going to be hitting it shorter more than likely. And, and everybody's going to do it, you know? So it's like, it's yeah. like, so I don't know who that benefits is the benefit. I mean, the longer hitters probably still benefit. They're still going to hit it farther. Yeah. Um, oh, I can see. Too. So it, it, uh, that'll depend. They did some compression tests. These are older compression tests that I found. And for those listening that want a deeper dive into the history of golf balls, uh, into, into some of the graphs that I, I am going to talk about in a second and where some of this info is coming from subscribe to our newsletter. It's through brk80.com, but I'll have something coming out on golf balls here in, in a few days, I hope. Uh, but they did a test. They did a test on weight of golf balls and compression of golf balls. And especially on the weight of golf balls, as they eclipse the 45.93 grams, uh, the longer hitters, the highest swing speeds had the the largest leaps in distance um and it wasn't linear so my my thinking is with the compression and not the weight but the compression coming down the fastest swing players are going to be impacted the most mike you got to come into you jeff and i might lose a few yards you're going to lose more yards (laughs) as a proportion of your swing it it will not be linear I don't get that worked up over because I have I have a hell of a fun time going out with the persimmons and it's playing a different kind of game. It's fun, I, you know. I, I mean, I think the the only thing that's going to change, and we don't know, we don't know what these what the spin rates are going to be, you know, and and all of that. But I'm assuming the way it's going to change the game is, you know, especially the pro game, and maybe some of us that hit it a little farther as amateurs, but you're going to be used to flying some bunkers, you know, at 290 and just hitting it over them or something. And that might not be the case anymore. So you're going to have to make more decisions. And I've and, never been know, used to that <laughs> and hit <laughs> and hit around them and stuff. Um, you know, so just change the game a little bit, but I think the big thing is just wait and see some of these people though, are some of the reactions are ridiculous. Keegan Bradley, just a, ridiculous keegan bradley said at the in bahamas this week strixon made whatever the usga was saying and it was 40 to 50 yards shorter with my driver no way 50 yards come on are you shitting me so you're telling me i cannot wow this is going to be exciting just watching watching bryson just bomb one 290 (laughs) but if if keegan okay let's just say this is true which this is bullshit this is not true if Keegan is 50 yards shorter, and yes, maybe it is a factor with higher swing speeds lose a little bit, your average golfer that hits at 250 is going to be 20 or 30 yards shorter for sure. They're going to be hitting it nowhere. It's going to it's gonna go absolutely nowhere. I mean, think of Minnesota, right? Like, not only do we deal with that, we do that the way it is because how many times are we playing in, like, weather that's less yeah. than 50 degrees, right? We're, we're going out there 50, 60 degrees. Where it's colder, anyways, and we're losing distance. Then you throw that in there. Then you throw I, in the fact that we're all almost ten years older. Likes it's gonna be tough. I was gonna bring this up. Um, I was actually gonna bring up what your point you just made. That supposedly with this with the ball rollback and the bifurcation, whatever the hell they call it, and bifurcation, um, by whatever the hell it is, bifurcation, whatever <laughs> they stupid weird shit. Supposedly, the deal is it's like a five percent loss of distance which you know if you hit it 300 yards that's 15 yards um but it's probably roughly to the same as playing in minnesota here in the cold you know that's probably what it's going to be like all the time and you know with the rolled back ball kind of like what it is when you're used to going up a club uh just because the ball's not going as far because of the you know the weather um so i don't i don't it's it's not worth getting getting all riled up for just you know you have a stockpile of pro v's in your trunk and they'll be like they'll be like they'll be like cigarettes in prison it'll be just currency everybody will be trading trading pro v's and stuff in the parking lot <laughs> yeah and, and you know tim is gonna so they're, they're gonna have to come up with some like logo that you know yeah Obak ball. you know tim's gonna like paint on a little like fake one on a real one one oh, yeah. driving I, was, I saw I saw a great meme somebody had on the internet where it was a Pro V one 
and they had made it like a pex, you know, you know, all shit all over it. But it was all the coiled snake. Don't tread on me <laughs> on the Pro V one ball all over it like a pex. <laughs> I was just gonna put totally legal on my golf balls. Just write it on it. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Maybe that's our maybe that's our new thing. Maybe we go all into the uh rolled back ball. We start our own ball company with the rolled back golf balls. You want to make a rolled back <laughs> one or an illegal or one? Or we or we go the anti, we just start collecting as many pinnacles and and uh and and top flights and all this stuff we can find and say this ball is going farther. And then the, I got a uh, bucket we'll be, of like four hundred old pinnacles over here. I'm gonna be rolling in the cash. We'll be like bookies, we'll be like illegal bookies, but with golf balls. <laughs> Speaking of cheating, one thing we forgot to talk about is Morikawa. At the, you know. Oh yeah, what the hell? What a cheater! Well, how is Morikawa the the conversation point? How how is how is uh, Fitzy not getting shanked in prison right now for being a little snitch? Well, you know the old adage. First of all, it's not like I don't done something. I don't think this is like egregious cheating by Morikawa. It's actually. A crazy, like little no, like the rule is so crazy and kind of a little no. And I'm sure the caddy screwed something up there. Um, if you don't know, basically they outlawed Green's books. I think they, I think that the tour basically outlawed them because of Bryson would sit there for ten hours and do the math in his damn Green book. Um, so they outlawed the um, the Green books. You know, they're like. If you've ever went and bought one, you'll see them like a heat map kind of with where the brakes are and everything. You cannot use those anymore. And you can, you can take as many notes as you want, though. You can write. If you want to handwrite your ent- entire thing, you can. Um, but what you cannot do is use an electronic device to figure it out. So apparently Morikawa's caddy was out there in like the practice rounds with uh, – I suppose a digital level possibly, which is what a lot of the aim point guys do and everything, figuring out slopes. Um, and must have wrote down in the green in the greens in the yardage book and then didn't, you know, swap them out before the round. And somehow, I don't know how Fitzpatrick caught on to this, but he did and busted him on it. <laughs> so they got two Dear journal. I <laughs> caught Morikawa cheating today. <laughs> it was the most rewarding day of my life. Come on, what a nerd. Go put on some sketchers and get shanked in prison. My God. Like, <laughs> just snitching on your fellow competitor over nothing. The craziest thing is that the, maybe the crazier thing than Tiger playing and Morikawa's cheating is the fact that the PGA Tour, well, I guess it's not a PGA Tour event, but the hypocrisy is so bad. It's a 20-player or 23-player, 24-player, no-cut event. And they're getting more world golf ranking points than like the, the like the Australian Open is with a which is like a big time, pretty big time event with a lot of good players. What a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Just dumb. They shouldn't have points. That is completely against their argument of world golf points. Yeah, it's it's just so hypocritical. I don't know. What else we got on tap? Talk, we, should, um, we really should talk some football. The whole Florida right. State got screwed. I, I know. Oh my! We're talking about getting screwed. You know, points at the Australian Open. Talk about Florida State getting the shaft. I mean, you go. Here's here's my take because I I'm as a golf coach, like you know, I I, I see not just a golf coach, but like coaching a lot of sports. It's like when your best player goes down, obviously your team is not as good. I get that, but all the you you can't also take away the fact that other people put their helmets on and go to war too and go to battle and earn and go to practice every single day to make that team the way it is. And football, as we know, 22 guys or 11 at a time, but plus special teams, I mean, make a team. And, and the fact that, yeah, you're the best players, but, but like they're opening a can that is to my, like it's, it's getting to like basically golf. Now it's like money over common sense. Right. And wow. Like, you cannot tell me that Alabama, yeah, they got some they got their ass kicked by Texas, first of all. Second of all, Auburn is not a very good golf or very good golf, very good football team. They you had to make a miraculous play to even win that game. Yeah, basically a Hail Mary. Yeah, versus a team that hasn't lost a game. They in lost a, it. in a power conference. Against against Auburn who lost to Jerry Kill in New Mexico State. <laughs> and didn't just lose, got kicked. They got like Jerry Kill's team kicked them. 
I just don't, I don't, ah, oh, man, that's such a, that's such a, a bad, and they're kids, right? They're kids. It's, uh, it's gotta be a money thing, right? Alabama moves the needle. You know, they're going to play Michigan now. And I'm sure Michigan hates, do you think Michigan wants to play Alabama over Florida state? Hell no. But the other thing is, is I know it's the sec and it's the biggest, baddest conference. And they've never not had a team in there. The SEC this year was seven and nine in non-conference games. They had a losing record when they went out and played the Big Ten and and the you know the Pac-12 and and all that stuff. So the whole the SEC rules and everybody else sucks is kind of bullshit. Like think about this: if Alabama got in, couldn't Ohio State have a legit gripe? Ohio State's only loss was to the number one team in the ranking. That's the only loss they have. Uh, and they lost to the team that's ranked higher than Texas, who Alabama lost to. So I think Ohio State would have a legit gripe too. Uh, but to me, there's a really simple solution for this that, that should have been written into the contract or whatever they have for this. If this situation arises, these teams don't play for a month. They could easily next week say, here's what we're going to do, Alabama and Florida State. You two are playing each other. Neutral field. We'll sell some tickets, make some money, and whoever wins, you're the number four seed. You still got three weeks to get ready for the next game. Just have a playoff, like have a play-in game. A play-in like, for playoffs. So is that like? But how do you like determine which ones get out of that? Like, what well, those- it would just be in this case. In this case, it was four and five, Alabama and Florida State were clearly the two. Were clearly the two. And what about us? Well, they could, but I mean, there's always going to be that. But ah, in this more case, playoffs make it in this case. In this case, um. Florida State's biggest gripe was they were a conference, a power five undefeated conference champion. That's where the, that's where the, that's where the board could go to Ohio State and say, Hey, you did not win your conference. You lost to Michigan. Um, but it's so silly. I, I just, I wish, why can't college football have a tournament? Division two does, FCS does. Why can't, instead of playing as many regular season games, they, they start, stop a little earlier and just start having a big bracketed tournament every week you play a game. And to, you know, you got two months to do it. You got December and January basically to, to do it. Why why not? I think now now that those kids get the NIL money too. Yeah, they there's, there's their ton of why at, not have a damn tournament? Yeah, they're not putting their bodies at at risk, additional risk for no, you know, a financial output. They uh I absolutely agree. Now that now that they're actually getting paid for their efforts and work. The, they should uh, get a couple more games out of me, you know? The happiest golfers slash probably happiest slash sad golfers were all of the top were at the top golf people at Iowa City on Saturday night. Did you see that? Top oh my golf? god, Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Was, was it Cedar Rapids or something? It was Cedar one Rapids. The, one of the Cedar Iowa Rapids X Cedar Rapids X golf. Is that was offered golf. offered free beer until Iowa scores. <laughs> see, I want to know <laughs> which they never did. Oh, they got, they, what happened? Is it free beer until they go to the bowl the game? game. We... I don't know. It was it was free. I don't know, but it was free at least during that game. It was free beer until they scored, which they did not score. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I bet you some people, I bet you people got just lit up like all, as much as you could drink. <laughs> but how bad is Iowa? Holy shit. The over-under on first-half points for Iowa was 0.5. All they had to do was score a point and to beat the over, and they couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The golfers beat them, though. Well, Never, and, never forget. Yeah, I know. And, and, well, and then, so just kind of going back, I just thought it was interesting because, you know, like we talk about, you know, majors only that matters. It's like if you're not in the four, if you're at the final four, like all these other things just – all these half the guys don't even play in their in their ball game, right? Because they're they're moving on. They don't want to get themselves hurt for the draft. It's like if you don't even. So I think somebody last year even made the final four and didn't want to play in it. It's yeah. like it's unbelievable, like how how sports is just revolving around really just narrowing focus down to just really. Now, obviously, regular seasons matter um, to some degree because you got to fight to get in those four. You know, both. Uh, you know. That's that's obviously a big part of it, but like, man, these ball games are about as worthless as any. I mean, it doesn't. Nobody cares. Speak you, for yourself. You, Roll. We're rowing the boat right to Detroit oh, for the Music City Bowl. It's a revenge. Oh, it's a revenge game for the golfers against Bowling <laughs> Green. Yeah. Revenge game from when they when they took away our homecoming. 
I know. Flex <laughs> undefeated non-conference schedule. I don't even know who's going to play quarterback. We only have one on the roster. I think it's Kramer from Eden Prairie. You got senior. Sh- oh, what's the guy's name? Chicken Jansky's. Oh yeah, Mac. Yeah, Chicken Jansky. Mac Chicken Jansky. Yeah, his kid. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they can get the transfer they just picked up in in by in by next month. You hear, by this you hear first next year. Modern offense, Gophers. We are gonna make some noise. No way. I can't. PJ, does, PJ doesn't have it in him to actually play to win and throw the ball. He oh, plays gosh. like the most conservative brand of football of all time. It's so bad to watch. It's bad. And we do have Taylor. We'll give him 45 carries a game and he'll get hurt at some point. Yeah. So, yeah we're talking sophisticated football talk. But we did beat Iowa, who did beat Iowa State. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> by the transverse property. Well, you guys want to talk about a real football game. Talk oh, about God. taking down the, the, the former Super Bowl champs on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm worried tie. about the, I'm worried about the Vikes because the Pack are playing pretty well. They're coming. Oh, look, look at love coming alive. Coming alive for our third straight <laughs> dynasty quarterback. Oh bullshit. Really That's good stats. Really fun to, really fun to watch. Now we're pushing a little bit. Mike. We're pushing it a little bit. He, he has been good the last three weeks. And he'll probably love, look look good because they play a dog shit schedule the rest of the way. They'll win most of their games. I love it. I forget who they interviewed on the way out, one of the Packers, and he goes, Oh, we're coming, we're coming for the 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 top spot in the north. And they cut back over to the announcers and they go, Well, that's mathematically impossible right now, but uh <laughs> You know, Detroit's Detroit's trying yeah, to lose games. The they were up twenty-one nothing in about four minutes, and they they got down to a touchdown game. But I don't know. The Vikes are. I I don't even know what the Vikes are going to do. It, that last game was embarrassing. Yeah, go back to Jaron. Are they going to go Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins? They don't even know who's going to play yet against Las Vegas. They are a train wreck. Well, boys, anything else other than I know you guys are, are teeing up this week. I, I am not, but that's got to be exciting. Anything else? Yeah, we'll see if well, I we'll see if I make it out there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe after work I can squeeze a few holes in. Some exciting uh, some like... exciting news was finally able to find a flight out of the state for a reasonable <laughs> price. Unfortunately, it's after Christmas, so some information coming. Uh, going to be teeing it up at a former live site, Orange Orange County National. The Crooked and, Cat? Uh, Are you playing Crooked, crooked Cat? The Crooked Cat. I just sent an email <laughs> request in to see if we can't get that done on, I think, the 28th or 20, 28th or 30th. Um, so very excited to go down there. Going to get some drone footage, uh, do do a little bit of, of whole vlogs as soon as I learn how to use the internet to put together one of these these video monstrosities that I've got all the clips for um and cabot citrus farm if you're listening uh, i'm coming across let me in or not i'll, you I'll either be in like black camo or <laughs> if you can get on cabot i may come down as well if you can get on if we can get on cabot i would love to get on there uh, he just he just accepted my linkedin invitation so the the new head pro there so i'll i'll be reaching out here shortly I mean, you guys see the ridiculous like airfare air prices right now. Like, I, I mean, well, it was a thousand bucks, but then I, I've got a flight down and back. So my round trip, it's into Orlando and out of Tampa, and it costs two or three hundred and thirty dollars for that round trip after yeah. the main holiday even, travel. I haven't it's, even booked. I haven't booked Bandon yet for next summer. I'm gonna hold out longer and longer and hope the prices go down closer to business. It, yeah. Prices are not going down. Not in this. Not in this economy. I don't know. Fuel oil prices are down. I don't know why uh, jet fuel what runs off the same damn oil. I mean, we're considering driving down to Florida for the spring. Just that. That's just. I mean, four people trying to fly down is trying to leave on a Friday or Saturday is ridiculous right now. Yeah, so Tim and I were you, talking. You could Tim and I pack were talking, one of those. Tim and I were talking about like. Like over a Christmas break, this how far we have to drive to get to decently like fifty degree weather to play some golf. You gotta go, yeah. You gotta go to. Uh, well, Tim's gonna be gone. He just talked about that. Unfortunately, well, he's going. That's after. That's Florida. But I'm just saying, no, we get to like city. huh? Kansas City. Kansas. Kansas. If this weather holds, it could be warm enough. I you're 
probably looking at northern Mississippi, Alabama, like northern part, uh, northern uh, northern Louisiana, southern southern Arkansas. Dude, I've gone down to Kansas City multiple Decembers and played. Yeah, this is this is more this is more it's a sure thing rather than a, a roll of the dice. Well, you just look at the you look at the weather and you drive. Down I guess it, horses are yeah. open. Kansas City right now looking way out. Uh, it's fifty degrees on the eighteenth of December there. On the fifty-one on the seventeenth, that's as far as my ten-day goes. It's still fifty in two weeks. Those are our warm days too, though, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, no, ours are this week. Oh, that's gets, right. And then it gets cold like again. Seventh. Yeah. So something maybe we'll see. Swope Memorial might be in your future. Anything else? No, other than just follow um, social medias and newsletters and all that stuff. Uh, I think the newsletter's got over 1,500 subscribers now, so hop on board. Simple email gets you in there. Get on while it's hot. Get on while the ball compresses. Um, Again, story (laughs) on on golf ball history coming out here in the next few days. I just want to make sure I got... I've got everything correct. I'm trying to do my best to to compare distances throughout the years. And oh my God, would it ever been brutal to be hitting a gutty ball or or a feathery back in the day? That's why they played match play. It didn't matter the score. You just had to win the hole. Because it could be ugly. It doesn't matter. Just get it in there somehow before the other guy does. It's all you had to do when men were men and golf was golf. How my my uh off season one I'm coming out too. It's pretty much done. I just have to do a couple more things, but all right. Anything else, boys? We we are ready to ready to kick it out and and put out in a couple of weeks since we got a chance to to chat. It's been nice catching up. Yeah, I think we're good to go. All right. Well, as you know, difference between seventy nine and eighty is everything. Maybe today's the day I break eighty. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the eighty. It's the gold. Where well, you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break eighty. Break eighty. Break eighty. Break eighty. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.